I'm Richard. I'm Gareth. And this is the Prisoner PC Podcast. I wonder where is the Google? South. Yeah, but where is where do they stop? Somewhere warm enough. If you want to see geese in in December, where do you go? Hey Siri, <laughs> if you want to see geese in December, where do you go? You just had an absolute freak out of my words and just like said nope. If you want to see geese in December, where do you go? Here's what I found on the web for if you want to see geese in December, when is it due? <laughs> <laughs> That's not good enough. Hey Siri, when you want to see geese in December, where do you go? I have very few ones. I'm sorry, my dear. <laughs> hey Siri, what do you want? What? I, I, what did that say? I, I'm so confused. Anyway, she thought I was asking her what she wanted me to do to her. I don't know. Uh, hey Siri. I forgot the question. Sorry, I'll come back later. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to see geese in December? Mm. I'll have a go. On you go. Yeah. Clear that throat of pecan pie. Pecan pie stuck in my throat. Hey Siri. Where do you go to see geese in December? I'm sorry. I can't check on programming. Okay, well, but, but what about... Hey Siri. Where do you go to see geese in December? Okay, I found this on the web for where do you go to see geese in December? Ten best places in the UK to go birding in the winter. Birding, not bird watching. Birding. That's weird. Yeah. Why do some geese fly north and some blah blah blah? Some geese fly north? Lies. Scarson to the RSPB. They what the know. fuck would they know? <laughs> no, they know birds. <laughs> they know nothing but birds and cruelty. They're like the Lex Luthor of cruelty and birds. So their breeding grounds are in Greenland and Iceland. Uh-huh. Fair enough. And it still doesn't tell us where they go, just south. It's very... It's very vague... It's very arousing. Very vague. Yeah. Oh, well. Fuck it. Well, that's all gone. So anyway, we are a uh, prisoner podcast. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> um, based, you know, the, as in the TV show, the 1967 <clears throat> Patrick McGoon starring TV show, The Prisoner. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Every week for the next... Four months. God, that's upsetting when you look at it that way. I don't like that. Uh, we'll watch an episode of The Prisoner, uh, chat about it, and I will moan that it's a bit piss. Mm-hmm. Which is upsetting, because it wasn't piss before we started this podcast. <laughs> what has happened? Will we ever find out? It's not that piss. It's quite piss so far. <laughs> well, like two episodes in. So, um, so yeah, so this episode, Dan- Dance of the Dead. Dance of the Dead. It's the officially the 
eighth episode, mm-hmm. though to get confusion started straight away, uh, it was filmed fourth and one of three scripts meant to be episode two. Mm-hmm. It makes sense because there are certain things like he doesn't know there's a town hall. He mentions that he's new. Yep. He doesn't understand there's... the surveillance. Yeah. Because he probably wouldn't be looking at that. Yeah, Transistor radio, and, so obvious. And, and yet again... He puts the pillow over the TV. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. But yet again, there's a lot of things he does, mm-hmm. which you kind of go, okay, so he was a secret agent that wanted to resign. Mm-hmm. He's a fairly shit secret agent. Though, it apparently was, yeah, yeah, pretty I'm shit. still going back to the the, um, the intro thing, mm-hmm. him not noticing that fucking hearse following him. Well, you know, that maybe the hearse was never there. No. Maybe it's a metaphor for his death. Yeah. This whole thing is a big Jacob's Ladder. <sighs> I hope not. So, yeah, so Dance of the directed by Don Chaffee. Who also directed Arrival, and as I always say, 1979's Pete's Dragon. <laughs> With Mickey Rooney and a cartoon dragon, and Jim Dale, and Red Buttons. Mm. And her from the Poseidon Adventure who dies. Shit. Shelley Winters. No. Barbara Winters. No. Shelley Winters. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, written by Anthony Skeen, aired 26 November 1967. Hey. You're stealing my notes. I mean, I wrote all that, but. Well, I normally do this bit. No, you never do well, this bit. Well, not for this, but for the. Exactly. For but the not music for this. Point. Oh, well, I didn't know. Well, you do. We've already done this. We did a pilot. I write all the notes. You give your points. Oh. That's the point. <clears throat> oh, well, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> <sighs> Can I start with the plot now? I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. Cool. So, uh, number six undergoes a, a brutal interrogation by scientist number 40. Already I'm getting very annoyed that people only have numbers mm. as names. It's like, I did write The Prisoner, but like you can't write that either. Yeah. Saying that in this episode, he is referred to as The Prisoner at one point. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, he attempts to extract information from number six uh, by having number six's former colleague, Roland Walter Dutton, brackets, number 42, 42. uh Call him while he is under a sort of electronic hypnosis. Number six resists and is suspicious of what's happening. Uh, The whole affair is halted by number two, who advocates subtler methods. See, that was the thing as well, and that he was just getting off to his bed or whatever. Yeah. And they just walk into his bedroom and start (laughs) attaching electrodes to him. They never hinted that he'd sort of drugged him or anything at all. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> I, I reckon they gave him one of them uh, Lisa mattresses. Hmm. You know, those Lisa mattresses that are always advertised on podcasts. You no, know, like the memory foam thing. Yeah, you just exactly. Into it. Three layers of memory foam or whatever they call it. Mm. You know, so, super soft. Makes him hard as bull. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Rod like which, iron. Is, which is obviously not true because he is not attracted to uh, human beings. <laughs> a recurring theme of this TV show is that he has a, a disdain for everyone. Oh. Um, 
Number six wakes up in the morning with no memory of last night's events. He makes friends with a cat who is a woman and a spy. (laughs) (laughs) You're in my notes now. Well, it's like, it feels completely unnecessary, this whole cat subplot that keeps turning up. Yeah. It's like, you just fill in time. Um, Saying that, I do, I should probably leave it to last. No, let's mention it now and I'll just try and forget. But McGowan wasn't a fan of this episode and was going to shelve it. Yeah. Um, And then the editor, John S. Smith, pieced together an assembly that they thought would work. Kind of right. Yeah. Also, it's also this one always it's referred to as the woman's episode because of how many women are in it. Yeah, it's it's much like the uh, remake of the Wicker Man. If it was, I mean, oh my god, that's really harsh. Because the Wicker Man remake with Nicolas Cage is real shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is any better as an episode, really. <laughs> no. Though I do like number two. I think she's cool. Yeah. Um. So just sort get all chime in as we go along. Yeah. Um, just dive. Because there were certain things like she was played by Mary Morris, um, and I looked her up to see what she'd been in. Uh-huh. <laughs> and to be honest, this was the nothing, end of her career, kind of thing. Nothing really. Sort of. No, I did. I did have a little peek yeah. through her IMDb. I think she had her own her own touring acting company, uh-huh. um, which is I think it comes up a lot in The Prisoner, and a lot of these people, although you've seen them in things on TV, they're more well known for being stage actors. Uh-huh. Which I think comes across, especially a character we'll mention later on, where it's fairly obvious he's normally on the stage because I got a good guess who you're talking about because yeah. he's acting pretty big. He's, yeah, he's going for the back seats. So yeah, we call it. Yeah, and also then you've got number forty, the scientist who tries to the doctor. Think, yeah, it was Duncan McRae, who was the original para handy. I've no, no idea what that meant. Um, obviously, Vital Spark. No, don't know what that is. Well, Gregor Fisher was handy in the later ones, but no the idea. original... I still uh, have no idea. No, tell me what it is. It's a... <laughs> it's, a kind of, it's a... It was a series. He it was a Scottish sort of fishing boat captain uh-huh. thing series okay. from like early 60s. So it's not tagged. And there was a remake in the early 70s where he actually... He was in it as well, but he wasn't handy that time. Like, and then like, Gregor Fisher in like the Rich, uh, Richard early Donner's remake of Maverick. Well, you know, because like um, uh, Mel Gibson played Maverick, mm. and then um, um, who played Jim Rockford again? Who also played Maverick? What's that guy's name? James Garner. Mm. James Garner's in that film, but he's not playing Maverick. Twisty is. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's a long con movie. But, um, yeah, so I was just trying to do that. And then also I was going to bring up Taggart because they, they sort of rebooted that after he dies. Uh, yeah. And that's also Scottish. So that makes makes me not racist and a fan of film and TV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this guy, he died just weeks after filming this. Is, um, he, so he, this he was obviously killed. This came out, I think it was cancelled. Yeah, killed my cats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it was one in three. The biggest was, uh, serial killer. Eight months before this aired, um, and also before the release of this last two films he was in, uh, which was Casino Royale the, and the, the the Woody Allen one. Yeah. Well, because there's also a TV one, so I'm yeah. just clarifying. Yeah. 
<laughs> and um, 30 is a dangerous age, Cynthia. God, sometimes they didn't know. That's like up it's, there with uh, uh, they kill horses, don't they? And uh, what's that one about the dad? My dad put a horse in the cellar and shot it with a right. hammer. Well, I, as I, I did not know what that was, so I clicked it to find out what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was starring and written by Dudley Moore. Um, he just, He's a um, an actor, writer, who decides to write a musical and marry before he's 30, which is in six weeks' time. Ugh. Six days, it's a crazy time. Yeah. It's up there with, um, what's that Walter Matthau movie where if he doesn't get married, he's going to kill himself? Like he loses his inheritance. And so he decides that he's going to marry a rich woman or kill himself. Right. What is that? It's very good anyway. It's, it's left me. Is it a new leaf? No. Am I mixing that up with something else? No, that might happen a new leaf. Yeah. The the thing is that you've got to take into account Walter Matthau has never been an attractive man. No. So to hire him for the plot of this is madness. <laughs> well, I think that look again, Dudley Moore. If he if he hadn't written that, mm. <laughs> he was not going to get the lead role. I don't know. Look at the eighties. The eighties became a weird sex symbol. Mm. He was in Ten. Remember? I just I don't know. I've never been a fan. Do you remember how in nineteen ninety one Nick Nolte was the most attractive man in the world yeah. in Bitcoin the People magazine? <laughs> remember when people loved Gerard Depardieu? Yeah. I mean, there's a real thing for it. There's not, there's an issue with taste. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. So number six uh, receives an invitation to the village carnival the next day. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because there's that weird sort of, is it the weird proclamation thing Mm -hmm. going? Well, it's when the cat first turns up as well, they're watching a parade. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> right, as, as I sort of, there's a few things <clears throat> in this where people are supposed to be enjoying themselves and doing stuff, mm-hmm. and it's very. Sorry, there's very few times I can look at people going, "Wow, they're enjoying that less than I would if I was forced to take part in that," and I would be hating every second of it. And it's just, I, I like her. I like the uh, checkerboard sunglasses. In that scene. I never noticed that. Yeah. Black and white shades as they walk around. I totally missed that. Very 60s. Also very much like Grant Morrison's The Invisibles. <clears throat> it's a one-two punch. <clears throat> also, just throwing this out there. In the new series of Stranger Things, there are references to Grant Morrison's Invisibles. Good for everyone there. It's a great comic. I think I might have given every issue to you, so don't lose them. Oh. They're in that box. Yeah, that box that I wanted to sell and then decided against it because of the, uh, it's more uh, more more work than it's worth. Mm-hmm. Is that a good phrasing? Yeah. So, enjoy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, this this will come up time and time again. Mm-hmm. With all, it's after that when the whole parade thing, mm-hmm. and then two forty storms off. And Rover jumps in front of him and things. Wrangling that balloon must have been a right pain in the arse, right? Yeah, but you've jumped way yeah, ahead sorry, of all I've, these notes. Okay, sorry. Um, because, yeah, because <clears throat> you've missed the plot points that we ah. need, which is obviously number two tries to interest him in uh, the oh, young yeah. women of the village. 
Um, but it's genius because he's like, you're going to have your fill. Not that one. And he goes, oh, not that one, yeah? And just goes straight to her. Um, I'm going to have her and make you watch. He promptly uh, tries to talk to. Little success, it must be said. And it turns out, she's very open about this, that she is his observer, Mm -hmm. uh, set to watch him. Like you say, number 240. Um, Yeah, and then the prisoner resists. This feels really unnecessary too. The prisoner resists the villagers' attempts to hypnotize him to sleep at night. Yeah. Uh, and goes to the beach where he's blocked by Rover. So we're back up to your bit there. All right, yeah. And yeah, um, yeah, that's a massive pain in the ass. You know how they did it, roughly, right? They they filled the bottom half with water. All right, okay. Because you can see that you can see it's one of the few times you'll see actually where it's getting dragged along by because it's yeah, yeah, because it obviously pulls up point, but because it gives even it even then, I mean, it was, gives it a sensuous right. nipple. But to be fair, it's it's a good special effect, really good. You kind of fault them with the balloon work, but I'm just saying it must be a huge pain in the arse. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's good enough work. It's kind of, if you ignore the, if you ignore the sensuous nipple, it's mm. kind of, But how can you? I mean, that's the point. Well, your, that's eyes, why we're there. your eyes are drawn towards it, you can't help. It's, it's, what, it's, it's a different colour. I mean, mm. I mean, it's not, not on Rover. I've made a mistake. I need to back up. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so yeah, the, uh, uh, Dead body. Oh, no, yeah. not there. So he settles down on the wet sand for the night, and then in the notes, not even usually I write things that I find funny, <laughs> but just in the notes because it doesn't make sense for the plot. Uh, he settles down on the wet sand for the night. Why the fuck not? <laughs> no, it's like, <laughs> like, well, one, as we find out in the sort of next scene. Cave was very close. It was, yeah, it was, it was palpably <laughs> close. Also, he could always just walk back and can sleep in the woods or some shit. He could go home. Well, <laughs> there's that as well. <laughs> but if he's just determined, no, I can, I'm always right and I don't want to admit I was wrong, so I'm just going to sleep here on the sand. He's a real George Costanza. I think that's one of my main problems. <laughs> he refuses to relent. <sighs> one of the things I hate in this world, right, are people being pedantic. And he's physically pedantic. <laughs> no, I said I was right, and I'm still right. But, um, yeah, he, when he wakes up in the morning, he discovers the body of a man washed up, washed up on the shore, bearing a wallet and a transistor radio. And he listens to the radio uh, and learns nothing useful uh, before number two takes it. But this <clears throat> is what he says. <clears throat> that that was me getting into character. I'm oh. sorry, that was just a clever uh, I'm trying to remember the tone. It was sort of a nowhere is there more beauty than here. Tonight, when the moon rises, the whole world will turn to silver. Do you understand? It is important that you understand. I have a message for you. You must listen. The appointment cannot be fulfilled. <laughs> Other things must be done tonight. If our torment is to end. If liberty is to be restored, we must grasp the nettle, even though it makes our hands bleed. Only through pain can tomorrow be assured. Nettles don't make your hands bleed. I've never held a nettle and had my hands bleed. I've had them bubble. You get that whole white guy, white little marks and stuff on it, a little rash, but they don't bleed. No, never. Unless you have a real allergic reaction to them. Well, and then the bubbles burst. Yeah. I've never seen that, so I'm going to say. 
sure I'm sure it's probably happened once somewhere. Yeah, to a to a child. Yeah. They died. Well, I fell in many nettles. You know, we used to yeah. play on this field that had this nice like natural mud ramp that you'd drive your bike up so you can yeah. ride it down. And either side were a precariously huge amount of nettles, and I've gone in there numerous times. And then walked home crying. Why was I wearing shorts? I mean, because I was a boy, and it was the eighties, and that is yeah. how that worked. Yeah. But uh, you just go about looking for dock leaves and give it a wink. Hmm. Anyway, he writes yeah. a message outlining his situation. Well, you've jumped miles ahead now as well because that doesn't happen until he goes back to the beach. Oh yeah, because there's that bit in between. Yeah, yeah the bit the bit before <coughs> the beach, nothing happens. He uh, wanders off and he comes back. And he goes to that stone boat, and he steals yeah. some stuff, and then yeah. he goes back again. Well, see, I was thinking, because um, I mentioned about the the town crier thing, that yeah. technically happens after he finds the body. True story, but so. I never even mentioned, well, I haven't even, uh, no, I did mention that number two yeah. took it off him in the previous bit before I did the Yeah, quote. that happens. Or yeah, that's but at like, the end. What? That's at the end, when she takes the, the no, but that's radio the, off. No, that's the only bit you hear, you oh. know what I mean? The only time you hear that bit of audio, right. other than that, he's just playing with the radio. Yeah. And so, yeah, she takes it off him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is the second time. I've kind of conflated the whole thing, but it That's really right. nothing happens. Yeah. But see, the town crier, this is the guy that I thought was... Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. But I don't even mention him in my notes All right, well, I do, until you get to the uh, trial at the end. Oh, well, I mentioned him because I was sitting there going, who the fuck is he? Why do I... And other than him mm-hmm. being interested in a lot of stuff, what is the one thing mm-hmm. that I remember him from? From an episode of Columbo. No, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. He's the captain of the Golgothrinchums. Yeah, yeah. And then you realise he obviously only has one acting, one setting thing, mm-hmm. because he is acting exactly the same way. But he's supposed to be kind of absurd and stuff in Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, yeah. Am I? Absurd here as well, but not in the same way. Mm-hmm. But it is just this whole shouting, making sure you're heard at the back of the the theater sort of thing. It was just crazy. My yeah. type of crazy. Yeah. Crazy like a fox. <laughs> uh, but fill us in then, because as I say, I don't until I get to the writing a message bit. Any other thing you want to bring up? Um, he shouts a lot. They talk about the plans for the the party. Yeah. And I mean, I've never even mentioned thing about his, his maid. You know no, because I mean? you keep changing how she's dressed as well as if to go look. You know what I mean? Looking uh, a bit more sultry. She's stuff. just, she's just fucking annoying. So yeah. I never even bring her up. Yeah. Oh, because she has a go to him about the radio as well. Yeah, and the cat. And the cat, not my cat. Fuck you, I'm well, Fuck you, you're my maid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just because you've got to clean up the cat here. That's what you're paid to do now. Fuck off. I'm assuming they get paid. There's no, no. Maybe they don't get paid. Yeah, there's no money there. No. But you can't eat what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're, you're always stocked. So maybe if you do jobs, you get a little extra. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe they give you like... Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know even know where that was going to go. Maybe they give you a hole in the wall where the boys can see it all. <laughs> and then there's the whole thing about... <laughs> Tonight you get to surveil. There's <laughs> mm. a bit of the whole, like... They're having a party. Well, it's a like a masquerade Halloween thing. Mm-hmm. But you don't get to pick what you go as other people do. Yes. And then they just send him his own suit. Well, that that I've got notes for again, but that's, but that's a, for that's later a on. Ago, yeah. It's earlier on they mentioned as well. They just go, "What's in the bag? Is that your costume?" He's like, "No, nah, it's just my suit." Mm-hmm. 
And then she goes, oh, so where's your costume? <laughs> yeah. Even he kind of goes, oh, fuck it, it's just that. And then he hides the radio in it. Mm. So, uh, Right, so um, where are we? Are, are we at the... Yeah, so he's, he's went away and he's pinched the life ring. Yeah, yeah, and, and he, he grabs the... Uh, and he nips through the little uh, archway. Picks up a pot of paint as well, for some reason. Well, I thought that was to sort of daub his message in, but then he sort of writes yeah, it in so pencil. The, the, the pot so, of paint's just... Maybe he's planning to do like his say, later. I think this is possibly the editor trying to make good use of what he's got. Oh, well, yeah. Um, so he writes the message outlining his situation, yeah. wraps it together with a hand-drawn map and a photo of himself. Why do you carry a photo of yourself in the in your he's, wallet? He's a narcissist. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, let me take the picture of my loved one out. <clears throat> oh, yes. Um, uh, some good dead guy acting. He does not flinch. Also, the angle that that body is always out at, it does look like Patrick McGowan. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean. So at the end, when yeah. uh, they say, I'm going to make him look like you, I already thought it was him. I honestly thought he was going to turn that body over and it would just be a double of him. Mm. Um, and also, some of the worst sending a body out to sea acting I've ever seen. Because he just sort of goes, that'll do. It's, like, it's six feet out. One thing as well, I'm like, I, if I was him, just how annoyed would I be that every time I push that body out, mm-hmm. the tide pushes it back. Exactly. Like, I don't know how you... This is, this is on my list of things that mm-hmm. I do not understand how you would get them to work, right? Mm-hmm. There's this, there's pushing a body out to sea and not having it float back to the shore. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would do that. No, but the tide goes in, the tide goes out. So surely he's doing it for when the tide goes out. I don't think he is, because... Well, there is no tide. That's the problem with how they're filming it. Yeah. But that's just, you know, a production problem. uh, Yeah. I think that's the main reason he comes back. It's different if you're getting. Sorry. It's that whole thing as well. Like, you can get people that are getting lost at sea or something and they're in a boat. Mm. Oh, we'll put a message in a bottle and we'll throw it out there. Well, but you're caught in the tide as well. It's going to float the same direction. I love the fact that one day they walk around the other side of the uh, island and just find a, a, two dozen bottles all with your own notes in. <laughs> and a corpse in a life ring. <laughs> <laughs> in a beautiful navy suit with their... Uh, also, chocolate brown suit with uh, with white piping. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, so it's at this point Dutton shows back up for a quick chat in the cave. Stop stealing my job. I'm just saying. I'm just getting you back on track. I was on track because I'm looking at my notes. It's just, it, I only go <coughs> off track when you go, you missed a bit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, yeah, I did. Because I shockingly watched this episode three times and I fell asleep three times. <laughs> yeah, that's not a lot. Um, but yeah, he, he meets Dutton, uh, who is dressed like the Sandman from Spider-Man. I love his jumper. I have socks like that. Um, well, maybe you can get bigger socks and wear them like a jumper. I will. Cool, yeah. <laughs> Just you watch me. Um, he's been broken by interrogation in the village, and even though he's told them everything, they don't believe him. Uh, he's given them everything he has, but they still want more, because this is an Orwellian hell. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this was made only... Not, right? You know when... This is 50 years old, right? And as you get older, you realise it's not that old. Mm-hmm. This only came out, you know, like 18 years after 1984 came out. Yeah. It's very easy to remember, because if you recall, 
1984 <clears> came <throat> out in 1948 because the book was called 1948 and they said, can you not call it that? And he flipped two numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that happens. And then he just sort of leaves him, which is a bit weird. It's not like anything else. He goes, I've done everything they want. I don't know what else I can do. And prisoner's like, yeah, cool. Good seeing you, dude. Later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you in a day, right? Okay. See you. Yeah, that's a fucking shame, dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that night the prisoner attends the carnival ball dressed in the outfit he has been given. His own tuxedo. Yeah. Um, which, may I point out, is a dark blue. It's not even black. I mean, it's like, come on, guy. Yeah. You, you chose a dark blue tuxedo. What the <laughs> fuck? In the 60s. Um, under cover of the celebration, uh, <coughs> he sneaks into a restricted area where he finds the corpse from earlier. And he doesn't sneak very well at all. No. He just walks. I'm just yet more... More proof that he is just a shit secret agent. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're wasting their time trying to get like, in secrets out of him. Mm-hmm. All, whoever can say they're on they're obviously fairly shit as well oh, they're going to be so disappointed when they find out he's just again, this glorified janitor well you know I, I assumed there was always like levels of surveillance so all these people have been hired to surveil them him and the other prisoners even though you can't tell mm. them apart wait till next week everyone <coughs> um, and then People are watching them in turn. You know mm. what I mean? Like people are watching and watching and yeah. watching all the way out in like concentric rings of surveillance. So, because you know why not? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So he finds the corpse, learns from number two that's to be made to resemble him and given his identification, which luckily he's already given him, so that works out. Mm. Uh, so that the outside world will believe him dead. Um, this is the only point. Where there's a later episode where he makes it back to London. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and if this episode came after that, it would make a lot more sense. Yeah, right. I mean, um, other than that, I'm pretty he- uh, happy with the placement mm-hmm. nice and early on. Um, but anyway, yeah, they're like, let's go back. Do you like the fact I'm dressed as Peter Pan? And he's like, let's yeah. be in. <laughs> 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 because if there's one thing this film uh, this TV show has in spades it's uh, uh, a love of women no that's not true and um, yeah a level of narcissism basically the reason he doesn't uh, want to be with anyone <clears throat> seems to be like you say he only wants to be with himself yeah. <laughs> he literally just like I'm the best what, you know yeah. He's basically got that fat boy slim t-shirt. I'm number one, so why try harder yeah. on? At all times. Pretty much. Oh, hello. Um, um, yeah. See, there's nothing that's odd. You look around there as well. And it just suddenly dawned on me just now. Everybody else is kind of dressed up, is dressed up as sort of people from history and sort of factual people. Well, yeah, that's the, uh, important for the next bit. Peter Pan. Yes. They missed something then. Well, no, because not everyone is specifically like, like two forty 
is Bo Peep, right? Oh, shit. The associates. Okay. I forgot about that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Or maybe you could you could go a, la- level, a layer deeper if you want and mm. say she's Marie Antoinette dressed as a sheep person. Uh, like a shepherd. She- shepherdess. I don't know. Is that a word? There's no. It sounds good. Female sheep herder. Yeah, but aren't we trying to get rid of all uh, gender... Aren't we doing gender neutrality in well, jobs then nowadays? Then she's a shepherd, then. Shepherd's definitely a male version, right? It's just, it's just, a, yeah, it's just a shepherd. I, I, shepherd. Th- I, sh- I think we'd call it a sheep operative. <laughs> Room stylist. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, a sheep wrangler, then. I would allow wrangler. It seems... Well, yeah. Okay, now I'm trying to think of sheep was the right thing to say, but yeah. <laughs> well, in case the gender of the sheep is well, the yeah, but question. It's using rams, it's okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. no, okay, we're, cool. we're, we're there. I was just making sure it wasn't like kind of sheep was feminine yeah, or something. A, yeah, a sheep, sheep wrangle person. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, number two stages of kangaroo court, a, a, a term yeah. I love. Yeah. But my notes here are a little bit vague, so please cut in whenever you like. And when I say vague, I mean nothing is... I've got no detail uh, outside of the actuals. So here we go. Yeah. Number two stages of kangaroo court against the prisoner, who she refers to as the prisoner. Mm-hmm. Uh, arguments for the prosecution uh, by number 240, a.k.a. Little Boopy. Yeah. Uh, and defence by number two, a.k.a. Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the judges are number six's maid, uh, the town crier, and the doctor, dressed as yes. Elizabeth I, yep. Julius Caesar, and Napoleon, respectively. Yes. Uh, number six asks for Roland Walter Dutton to be called as a character witness after the defence does their... B- they both basically say nothing. This is why yeah, I didn't write any of it down. because there's... She just kind of go through all stuff. Yeah, the radio. Yeah. And that's not like... So. Yeah. And that makes yeah. him a dick. Yeah. And the fact that his uh, um, his defence is number two, who doesn't like him anyway. Yeah. That's already a bit of a problem. Um, but yeah, they call out Dutton uh, and he comes along dressed as a jester. Hence that picture I put on Twitter a couple of days ago. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. Um, uh, as a character witness, but he's been lobotomized. Yeah, which is an issue. Uh, yeah. So uh, the trial ends with number six being sentenced to death. Quite a harsh punishment. Yeah, and you're like, oh, well, how are they going to kill him then? Because there's only two episodes in, technically, on this well, this is, order. Well, this is my uh, the last bit, my, my last note in the plot. It can, but, uh, so he flees through the town hall. Mm-hmm. He's pursued by villagers. Right, who are all dressed like fucking the bourgeoisie. Yeah. Um, he hides in a back room where he finds like a fax machine that, for little or no reason, he completely fucks up. Well, because that's. Well, that's num- the thing that printed out. Well, uh, this is also, Dutton's name. Yeah, but this is also this is number two's connection to number one. Mm-hmm. This is where they're getting their. <clears throat> um, orders from or can well, any sort so of maybe I mean that's the thing because then because he's already gone in there and he's got the the you know the Dutton piece of paper yeah. um and he yeah he, he rips the shit out of the communicate the communique yeah um 
between the village and number one. Then number two uh, informs him that the reason they're trying to kill him is they don't know he's already dead. Yeah. Uh, number six swears that he will never give in to the village. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fax machine just resumes operating. Yeah, it still works, doesn't matter. It's, it's, yeah. The outside is a facade. Yeah. And number two, Riley observes and how very uncomfortable for you, old chap. But uh, just as an, a wee note, um, this <clears throat> episode has literally no continuity because he yeah. is not being attacked in the next yeah. episode in any way, shape or form. It's Though it does mention the general who comes See, back. I think that the whole thing, it's, it's all to do with the carnival. So once carnival's over, back normal. And so it's, it's just, purge night, is that what we're having? Essentially, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but not night, you can just kill whoever and do whatever you want. Yeah. You kill one specific person and it's this guy's Because it's somebody that's kin. We have a troublemaker where Trey can scare straight oh, yeah. sort of thing. So yeah, it's just like when Juliet Lewis was killed in uh, Wayward Pines season one. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> well, it's a it's a TV that. show uh, where they're all trapped in a village that's sort of like the nineteen fifties, <clears throat> and they're all given identities, even though they all know they're not that person; they're someone else, and they have to pretend to be that person anyway. Uh, and then they try to figure out uh, why they're trapped in this village. And when they get outside the village, they realize they're in like an apocalyptic wasteland. And the only thing that exists is the village. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to be eased into the fact that they were cryogenically frozen for like 500 years. Mm. Oh, and humans have uh, mutated into savage killing beasts Isn't with sharp teeth and big biting claws. Don't we always? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh. Yeah. We could become cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Two. But the chud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um. Oh yeah, he's also unaware of the force field around the town hall. Oh yeah, because he he what? Sorry. From the from the list of things I was supposed to mention yeah. at the beginning when you brought it up. Uh, observers observers of real <clears> life <throat> should never get involved. As of this rewatch, I could not agree more with this statement that has been mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other thing? So the questions are of prison. What was the thing? No. That was from the, last, the first episode. I know, but you mentioned this one as well. Yeah. She keeps repeating it. Yeah. I can, I can never remember in my head what it is, though. What is it? Uh, it's gone. No. Its answers are your question. Somebody. Answers are a prison because they, yeah. they don't want you to get the answers. No, answers is your prison. Mm-hmm. Hey Siri, is it questions in prison? Could you give us some quotes from the TV series The Prisoner? Well done, choice of three. Hey, don't. Well, give me my options. Uh, if you give me those options again, please. Oh, God almighty, you're just so difficult. You, They were there. Hey, Siri, could I get some famous quotes from the TV show The Prisoner, please? Sorry, I can't search by topic, but I can search by title. 
Siri, show me the TV show, the 90, uh, 1967's The Prisoner. The entire internet. What's happened? <laughs> Siri, we... you literally just had it. Siri, please show me some quotes for uh, the 1967 TV show, The Prisoner. God, the title, you bitch. It literally, it, everything says perfect. Are we on the island right now? I think, I think they're really trying to stop us getting answers. Oh. Thank you! I mean, it doesn't look like a prisoner. It looks like a box with a cell in it. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe I'm in the cell. Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Uh, I'm not a number. I'm a free man. Fuck off. That's not what we're looking for. It's a bad quote. We're putting too much air into this podcast. We were doing so well. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I was on IMDb for quotes, and <laughs> it's not one of the quotes. You bastards. Oh, I'll check the metal thing. It's not what I screamed there, but I did. Anyway, fuck it. So, so. Oh. It's apparently on the Wikipedia page. I saw a glimpse of it. Ugh. Oh, that is fucking miles away. Can, let's see if... Can we go back to the glimpse of it? Apparently not. Oh, no, there it is. Let's see if we can get it from what we can... Questions are... Uh, where, did, where was it? Questions are a burden to others. Answers... I can't see anything else. And I don't know where it is in the massive, like... 30 page file that it opened up um these answers are the prison oh my god hey okay I've got it figured out I've got it figured out I've got it figured out yeah it's it's a very big file though I've, I'm already on episode 11 accidentally are they putting these in the wrong fucking order to fuck with me what are you fucking doing? Okay, this is in another... Di- we're, we're doing this in yet another order. Because Free For All is classed as the second episode. And we're doing the second episode. And that's classed as the third episode. I'm losing my will to live now, because that quote is not in. No, it's not coming up anywhere, and it seems like it should be somewhere, because it seems like an important quote. 
but it's not apparently. <laughs> it means nobody cares. Questions are a burden to others. Answers a prison to what for oneself. No. This is what the sign said in episode one. I can't wait for that episode to come along. I just read some quotes from uh, uh, Free For All, and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> One of the plots is that a man gave up sugar for medical reasons. <laughs> In the 60s, that's almost unheard of. Um, Yes, he won't be a goldfish in a bowl. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, you asshole. Yeah. Oh. Right, I'm putting this away because we've just added so much chaff to the end that I've got to cut out. Yeah. Just, um... That wasn't you. Uh, oh, I'm taking the blames lately. Um, yeah, observers of real life should never get involved. Um, McGowan says at one point, and it really does feel like he's saying, stop watching this TV show, I've had <laughs> <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> because it's slow and quite uninvolving. Yeah. Like, I'm, it's not building any suspense for me this time out. No. And it's not got any intrigue. It's basically about a dick who walks through, uh, you know, uh, a, 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 you know, this quaint village. Yeah. And ignores everyone and does what he wants and then wonders why people punch back. Yeah. Why people keep coming to him. You can't do that. Yeah, I can. I can do what I want. Do what I want. You're not even here. I'm not even listening to you. Mm. Yeah. I want to leave. Well, you can't. Well, I want it. Yeah. Uh, but if they turned around and said, right, fine, gates over there, you can't fucking tell me what to do. I'm going to mm. stay. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm going to my house now. You can't go to your house. Yeah, I'm going to my fucking house. Oh. We're gonna throw you out. No, you're not. <laughs> no, it's it's really you know. I mean, this season, this series could have been an entire thing of a village wanting him to leave and him refusing to go, and it'd be the same thing. It's basically uh, you know seventeen episodes of a you know fourteen year old pedant. <laughs> I'm just really upset with the whole thing. Mm. And as I, I know, there are good episodes of this. There's the episodes of this I adore, but it appears. The, that the from the order we've chosen to watch them, the pilot is not one, and neither is this episode. <laughs> and I was reading notes because I've I've got a wee book that I'm reading at the same time, um, just in case I'm missing insights. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I'm getting so old that I don't even read the book properly, so I probably missed all them. Uh, <laughs> I won't lie. I'm not saying that Alex Cox, you know Alex Cox, director of Repo Man, my most watched film. Mm -hmm. Uh, next month releases a book on The Prisoner um, looking at it in a new light by looking at it in production order All right, okay. so instead of looking at in, you li he's literally going to look at it from the order in which they filmed the episodes mm -hmm. fair enough I, I like his books his books tend to be really insightful so I might get that at some point <sighs> Oh, and in the next couple of days, you'll get a package. No. Why? Because I told you, you're getting an early Christmas present. Oh. 
and I paid an extra two pounds to have it gift wrapped, so it's a Christmas present. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking of that is um, in just over a week's time, mm-hmm. should be having the uh, put your Christmas final tree up. dossier. Oh yeah, well that should arrive by Friday, I think. Yeah. Then I'll settle down with that for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I might even for the month rejoin Audible. Oh, and get the audiobook for seven ninety nine. It depends. The last one had a lot of good voices. This yeah. one apparently only has the woman who did TP last time, yeah. which would suggest it's also an awful lot of text. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway. So what's the next episode we're doing? Uh, Checkmate. Checkmate. And we're going to do nothing but play the song by Cypress Hill. I don't know that one either. It's called Checkmate. I mean, I guess it was called Checkmate, but I'm just telling you I don't know it. You do. It's the sort of music they'd play in an episode of Samurai Shampoo while they kick the fuck out of each other. Oh, yeah, that. And that I've also never watched. But I'm pretty sure I made you watch it at least once. So you just forgot. I just drove it out. I just switched it off occasionally. Uh, well, that doesn't work. I apparently don't have a checkmate in my library anymore by Cypress Hill. Can't be that good then. Well, stick that. It is. <laughs> well, why don't you have it? Because your mum. Okay. Yeah, I'm not taking it back either. Yeah, that's fair enough. I know, I know, what, I know what she's like. <laughs> she takes all the good stuff away from me. Ugh. So, yeah, this is a strange way to end a prisoner podcast, but let's do it anyway. Prisoner's already better if the song is used in the prisoner while he's running around. <laughs> oh, that's a point as well. His run really weirds me out. Yes. It's just tiny little... He's got like T-Rex arms when he runs. Well, I think that's why almost always... When, in the first episode when I was making fun that almost every time he's running it seems to be a stunt double. I think that's actually because he can't run. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> and he's like... Yeah, he was even like World War Two and shit, Patrick mm. McGowan. So it's not like he wasn't like something at some point. It's possible because as the Germans were shooting at them, they were like, "I would shoot this guy, but there seems to be something wrong with him." <laughs> they they actually he, they 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 did shoot him in his knees and elbows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? A fight in the prisoner that goes matrixy because that's what this sub would do. I just had a vision of him in the war storming the beaches at Normandy and just stomping for a nap. I've got a great idea for the prisoner, right? We remake the prisoner and it's just the same sort of concepts that this has, right? So it's just a bit odd and he's starting to go mad. And then about eight episodes in, for no reason... Robert Englund's in it as Freddy Krueger. <laughs> and you find out he's been like, his prison is basically an induced coma uh, that works in some sort of matrixy network. And once he knows that, and it's like a dream reality, he turns into Neo from the Matrix. <laughs> and he has to fight Kung Fu, fight Freddy Krueger. And they start like incepting him and sending people in to get him to do things. Yeah. 
So it's Inception, entire, Matrix, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> the entire cast is people like Manzoukas, Adam Scott, Seth Rogen. Yeah, but also the cast of Twin Peaks because they like dreams oh, and I won't meet them. Oh, so that's an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Any excuse to meet the cast of Twin Peaks. So, yeah, so they take care of all the surrealist parts uh-huh. and all the people I mentioned just take care of all the dick jokes. Yeah. Done. Nice. Yeah. There will be a lot of dick jokes. Oh, God, yeah. We're not going to stop that. No. We're, we're, we're going to take The Prisoner and turn it into the new, much derided uh, TV show, The Orville. That's Seth MacFarlane's take on Star Trek that's right. out at the minute. And yet, even though it's shit and I really don't like it, I'm finding it more enjoyable than Star Trek Discovery, so... Yeah. Yeah. Where Something do you stand there. on them using the word fuck? Couldn't care less. No. Though it did take me aback the first time. And then the fact that they followed the, the next sentence also had the word fuck in it. As if to go, yeah, it's fucking cool. It's like, I, I saw it more as bonding. Yeah. She says that. I mean, they're not doing it on the bridge. No. So it's, it's good. You're in your own little area. Also. Doing it, your job. Isn't it just like three science nerds doing some science nerdery and yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, again. you know, so. science bitch. It's like a Breaking Bad all over again. Magnets, baby. <laughs> how, do oh. they, how do they work? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, brain checkmate went sideways. Prisoner, doodly do. Comas, doodly do. Uh, versus Freddy, doodly do. Are you watching The Good Place yet? No. Come on, it's 20 minute episodes. Mum did. Uh huh. She liked it. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. Cause... New episode, Manzoukas. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll get there. It's fine. You won't. You said that for three years for 30 episodes of Twin Peaks. Yeah, and I did. I got there. Yeah. Not quick <laughs> enough. It still upsets me. <laughs> We could have had our own Twin Peaks podcast and beaten all these shills who don't have the professionality we have of taking (laughs) one hour, 45 minutes to talk about, spend 20 minutes talking about a TV show while I sip coffee and your eyes go pink. And we took 30 minutes to even mention The Prisoner. No, we took 51 minutes before we ever mentioned The Prisoner. I think I managed to slip in The Prisoner once. Yeah, but that's what you call your penis. So I was. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really work with a non-visual uh, media, but there you go. It's those bars you tattooed on it. Ugh. Creepy. Until uh, next time, be seeing you. Be seeing you. But hey, we, uh, <laughs> we're at 215 episodes now, mm. um, which means only 150 to go, and I'll hang myself. Oh, wow. that's, the, that's the secret goal. Let's get to one, so people can listen to one every day of the year. Date! About leap years. Hmm? About leap years. There's one less day, right? So that's fine, you just don't listen oh, to There's one. one more day on the leap year. No, there's one less day. <laughs> You're ill. <laughs> you didn't know the clock changed last night. <laughs> oh no, hold on. So yeah, in the leap year, there's the right amount of days, and then in all others, 
There's one left. Yeah. Mm. That makes more sense <laughs> than what you were previously saying. <laughs> oh. uh, no, I, uh, I almost complained this morning that I was running late because the clocks. I was like, you have an extra hour, Gareth. <laughs> you know why you're, uh, you're, you're being dog shit? Because you drank two beers that you thought were 2.9%, but they each had 2.9 units. I.e. they were 7.5%. Oh, right. Okay. I was basically drink, sipping on tenant super. <laughs> <laughs> and was mildly hungover when I woke up. Oh, I was saying, driving here today, oh. up in, well, it used to be John Menzies. I don't know what shop it is now, but in their doorway. Um, I'm stopped at traffic lights and I was like, oh, there's a homeless person sleeping in the doorway. Oh. But Turns then, out it was Prince Charles. Oh, but then there was a, say a Halloween sort of severed head sitting next to it. Uh-huh. So I'm like, is that a homeless person sleeping next to a fake severed head? Or is it just a bundle of stuff that was previously some sort of costume for somebody yeah, yeah. with its severed head sitting next to it? But the bundle next to it was very human shaped. I couldn't see a head on it. So I'm not sure if it was a homeless person lying in the street. What if it was a guy? What? Well, yeah. You know, for a bonfire. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, but it was confusing. It was just, yeah, the size of the body was kind of big. So. Hmm. So. Oh, yeah, and also it came out today. It's all going, oh, it's raining. Got outside. Was not raining. Fucking sleet. Fucking I, I, I thought it was cold last night, but saying that, I also put my uh, electric blanket on and slept oh. in it like a bad boy. <laughs> bad boy. Bad boys, bad boys. I'm, what you gonna do? I'm gonna sleep for nine hours in an electric blanket. Thank you very much. I think one day last week I woke up just dying because I cooked myself. Mm. <sighs> that also explains the dehydration when I woke up, actually, if you put it all together. <laughs> I've been contemplating putting the heating on this week as well because it's been freezing. But I haven't done it yet. Just put on jumpers and stuff. That's what I do, dude. Uh, I have never put my heating on. Ever. Well, you know that. Also, you, you've been in this house. There's also certain times as well that I, I don't even need to look at the clock. I sort of go, all right, okay, it's five o'clock. And I know it's five o'clock. Crackerjack! Yeah, because, <laughs> because uh, there are certain points in my living room where I just feel the temperature drop. Uh-huh. I, can, I was like, yeah, it must be about five o'clock now. Check my phone. Yeah, five o'clock. It's five o'clock in the morning. Temperature just goes, and it gets warm again. It's weird, like, do you have this in the, your hotel? Because you work nights, so you might notice it. Because obviously we still get it at our hotel. Mm-hmm. I'm always nice and vague about work, uh, you know, when it's brought up. Oh. I usually kind of air it if you know this. But about one o'clock in the morning, it turns into a boiler house. I always found that whenever mm-hmm. I did night shift, the place was on fire. Uh, oh, like, no, there was when I was at my most stressed. No, <laughs> place absolutely freezing at night, mm. always. Yeah. Ridiculous. Whatever I'm, because uh, if you remember when I did night shift, it was every single night the computers broke. No. Every single <laughs> night. Uh, the fact that I knew the names of every IT person who could possibly answer the phone by the end of it yeah. was a nightmare. I should probably have just got their emails. Can I get like a group email? I'm going to email all of you when it doesn't work <laughs> and you just fix it. Uh, but, you know, TB. You wouldn't say text back, I suppose. Yeah. What what what's a uh, an acronym for uh, reply? MB message message back. That sounds good. 
also sounds like movement bowel. My God. Um, yeah, did you watch both the scenes at the end of Thor? Yeah. I like the little extra bit they put on, the, the very final tag. All right. It was fine, but I did feel a bit like, oh, I waited for this, it was kind of nothing. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the last one's always nothing. Oh, but I still sometimes it's... Can... The last one for Thor, yeah, still... in Thor 2, was that big dog thing running through a car park in Landan. Mm. For two seconds. Yeah. So you should be happy you got more gold bloom, because more... he <laughs> was fucking gold. Was literally. Good. He was good. As I was not a bad performance, in it? Mm. Um, Urban, if you had to pick a weak link, mm. his one, but he did very little to do. Yeah, surely uh, the weak link was the people from the main, the main people from the previous films. But look, Ray Stevenson, the poor bastard, was killed without saying a word. Same with Zachary Levy. Well, yeah, but you can't. That's all they had to do. They just had to be there to get killed. So it's done. So they fulfilled their rules admirably. No, what I'm saying is, people like those characters, mm. right? They're part of the team. Gone. Yeah. Well, there had to be casualties. Sif wasn't even in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> admittedly, she's filming a TV show. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, they said they did film a scene, so I reckon they did kill her too, and then had second thoughts. Because, oh. <sighs> you know what I like the idea of? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to happen at one point. Thor's no longer got his hammer. If the hammer comes... And the hammer came back... The very next day. Mm-hmm. If a hammer came back, but he was no longer worthy for whatever reason. And then you get a female Thor, like in uh, the comics. No, because I think like he has to be worthy now because he's all king and shit. So. Yeah, but Odin obviously wasn't worthy and he was king. I'm sure. No, you just never saw him handle it, but I'm betting he could. I don't know. But... He made it. Yeah, no, he did. No, they no. mentioned that in the film. Yeah, but he, he forged made... it. Well, it doesn't mean he can hold it. Yeah, I'm just saying. I've never saw him hold it. Saying, but I think it'd be cool if he sort of forged his own. And did they know the, the sort of the was it the bit area bill one had the big thing with the no, it wasn't it? It was the new Avengers one. Remember, he had the sort of the big rounded sort of front with the axe bit on the back. Well, yeah, someone was talking about Comic Con footage or New York Comic Con footage or Ada City Comic Con footage. Mm-hmm. Um, saying that in the new film, it looks like he's using a sledgehammer. Yeah, I guess job done, it's just a tool, so. You know, yeah. seems unnecessary. He's fighting a uh, a fourth dimensional. Di- oh, best passing comment in a film ever when she knocks over the Infinity Gauntlet and just says fake, fake, fake. <laughs> yeah, but I loved her accent as well. It really worked for the whole thing. The very nonchalant. Is that just so she can Im- uh, improvise better, or not? Because I know Eric yeah. Banner back in the day. When he was in Funny People, they wanted him to improvise. And he was like, if I have to concentrate on my voice, I might fuck it up. So can I just be Australian? And they're like, yeah, cool. Can we also have a scene where you play uh, Aust- you know, <coughs> rugby with uh, Adam Sandler and basically just pummel him into the ground? And Adam Sandler's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, obviously, spoilers for the end of the film. Yeah, Loki definitely picked up the power, the Tesseract then. Yeah, well, that's why they picked up the whole ship, right? Yeah. I, that's why I say it. Because it's also the fact that 
they never adequately explained how he gets out of there without getting blown up, considering mm-hmm. he'd have been where the epicenter of the explosion would have sort of taken place. Mm-hmm. He caused it. So yeah, you're going to get out there if you're using the old kind of power stone. No. What did the test rack do? Oh, it did open doorways, didn't it? No? Yeah, no, it did. But it's, I suppose you can... Well, it was definitely a door. Yeah. People walk through it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm with you. Um, yeah, no, he definitely used that, and he definitely had that, which is why the ship picks him up at the end. Mm-hmm. I just feel bad for that post credit scene, because it... They're basically like, and the ship is called Asgard, and we will, we've will we basically turned it into a superhero episode of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Let's find a new home. Instantly all killed. On it. <laughs> <sighs> so it's like, yeah, it's standalone until you get a post-credit scene. And then it's like, fuck, you dead. <sighs> anyway, what are we here to discuss? Um, whether Captain Marvel will be any good. Of course it will. I love Brie Larson. And uh, they get, you know that, I'm just a bit scared for the de-aging technology. You heard about it, right? No. It's set in the 80s, in the 90s. Right. Samuel L. Jackson's in it. Like, as second lead. So they're going to de-age him for the entire movie. It's fine. I mean, he hasn't changed much. Give him the Jerry Kerwick from Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or just just he doesn't even have to turn up for filming just cut in scenes from folk fiction every now and again and just ADR lines yeah. over the top of them nobody will notice <laughs> oh. Carol Danvers Captain Marvel do I look like a bitch <laughs> no <laughs> that, would, that would be disrespectful I know it's never going to happen but I still want her best friend to be Jessica Jones because that's how it works in the comics. That's how Jessica, Jessica basically in the comics. Well, didn't she get her powers because she's basically rogue? Isn't that how that works? I'm sure she like grabbed hold of Captain Marvel and absorbed some of her powers right. in the comics. And then they made her a weird, very unspecified test subject in TV. Yeah. We need a second season of that TV show now. Not right now, they haven't filmed it. Well, they have. That's oh, the problem. Oh, okay. The, the, thing, the thing that keeps annoying me, right? They're so far <laughs> behind because they want to release one every three months. It makes sense because yeah. that's how long it probably takes people to binge it because it's 13 episodes, one a week, three yeah. months, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect sense. <coughs> but they shot back to back with Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, with Avengers, with Defenders. Yeah. So they filmed Defenders. Then they filmed, they finished filming, to my knowledge, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. They're filming Daredevil Season 3 right now. Punisher doesn't come out for a month. So they've got 40 episodes of TV in the can to slowly bleed out over, what, 18 months maybe? Your eyes look fucking terrible. Yeah, everything in my head just suddenly went a bit weird. Don't do that. That looks awful. Don't look around. I'm almost trying to look inside to see what's going on. Well, don't. You'll give me an anxiety attack. I can't deal with it. Oh, come back to um, Thor for a minute. Mm-hmm. The whole neurotic banner. Mm-hmm. It's fucking great. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. I liked when he was pretending to be Tony Stark for no apparent reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know who he is. <laughs> it's, it's good. 
But yeah, just I really like that whole uh-huh. can just that version of him. I, I like that version of the Hulk as well. They didn't use uh, Lou Ferrigno for right. no, for the yeah. first time ever, uh, and just kept him as Mark Ruffalo, which makes sense because you've got one uh, uh, definitely an Oscar nominated, if not Oscar winning actor like Mark Ruffalo. Hmm. Uh, you should probably use him, yeah. especially when he's not in the film too much as himself. I mean, it's not his film, but you know right. what I mean. No, just no, just <laughs> flashing back to him falling flat on his face when he jumps out of the ship. Yeah, That's pretty fun. So him, so Hulk and Valkyrie were having sex, right? Yeah, it's definitely what's definitely implied. Definitely getting that feeling there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for yeah. everyone involved. Yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> I'm a little concerned on the actual logistics. Yeah, but you know. Uh. Because you even get a nude Hulk scene in the film. That's <laughs> in my mind now. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> oh. mm. But yeah, Tessa Thompson, her surname is spelled like mine, it's really easy to remember, mm. is a godsend. She's also in Westworld. There's yeah. an awful lot of people in Westworld in I that film. The... Anthony Hopkins, Tessa Thompson, um. Luke Hemsworth. Okay, three. But there's not too many people in uh, Westworld anyway. Yeah. Um, the director doing the voice of Korg. Yep. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I, if you ever look up any of his stuff on YouTube, his yeah. little videos he makes of himself, they're all fantastic. They're like, yeah, they're like how Lemmy makes videos, but if they were funny. All right. <laughs> <laughs> not fair, fair enough. No. no, he's never vomited up black sick. Rip the heart out of the town. All right, so... Yeah, you know, we're half an hour in, and uh, obviously we should probably say what the show is. Oh, hold on. I just... Oh. Okay, we should probably... Is that the new name of the show? So... uh, I to spell that. No, because the new name of the show is still up for debate. I've simply called it, obviously, uh, a prisoner podcast. (laughs) It's the APPC, a prisoner podcast podcast. Exactly, uh, that's insanity. (laughs) It's perfect. Yeah. Keep and no one listening ever. APPCP says Oral Pleasure Podcast presents the APCPC. <laughs> oh, I could overcomplicate this for days. Yeah, no, it's not going to work. Oh. Yeah, none of none of that's on the table, unfortunately. Oh. Um. Anyway, none of this is getting the proper question answered. How many others does a cow have? Yeah. Hey Siri. <laughs> How many udders does a cow have? <laughs> okay, I found something on the web for how many udders does a cow have. Take not, a look. Not udders, love. <laughs> was, uh, That's insane. Well, it was udders last time, so she's getting closer. I don't know. There's a D in it this time, at least. Yeah, let's try it again. Hey, Siri. How many udders does a cow have? Here's what I found on the web for how many orders does a cow have. Have a look. Well, I just had a coincidence. Hey, Siri. How... Hi there, G. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, how many udders does a cow have? 
Okay, I'll transfer this on the web for how many orders does it count okay, just, out? A, just out of curiosity, <laughs> yeah. how many orders do they have? It's vanished. Oh. Hey Siri. <laughs> how many orders does a cow have? How many orders? Ah, be like that Siri. What? What? How many orders does a cow have? Okay, I found this on the web for how many orders does a cow have? Mm. How many calves does a cow have in a lifetime? That doesn't sound right. Oh. I don't have them to order. Well, technically. Just a, a just a website called The Breeding Schedule. <laughs> favorite Not touching that. My favourite porn site. Cattle. A Wikipedia page. <laughs> it's much like a, like a Star Wars story. The life of dairy cows. Compassion in world farming. Can start the, the How Many Others Does a Cow Have podcast. It's just, just roughly a 20 minute episode mm-hmm. every month mm-hmm. where we just constantly ask Siri. No, but uh, we need a special guest as well. <laughs> Get them to Skype in. So you're right, just say it in the microphone. How I'd have to others. teach them how to make an uh, aggregate device. It would drive us all crazy. Aggregate device? An aggregate device. That's why you... Uh, Channel Siri, for example, into... I've got Siri on my laptop. I could probably make a third channel so she's always there as a third person in the podcast. Jesus. Then she'll she'll want to cut the profits. Because if I outputted her to uh, Soundflower (laughs) and then routed that so the output for the third channel was sound, that would totally work. (laughs) <laughs> There's three people on the podcast now. Yay. Of course, I would have to uh, have my laptop online at all times. <laughs> Even better, I can route the audio through Soundflower through an aggregate device and play it. Oh, my, oh that's, that would work. And then we could just do it on my phone. There you go. Get her a little hat. Put a hat on the phone. <laughs> like a baseball cap. Cigarette hanging out the mouth. Maybe that's the, where the jack plug Cigarette and the jack plug. There you go. Pair of wire rimmed glasses. I've kind of ruined Siri now. She's uh, she's more like a kind of like a like a Florida dentist. There's <laughs> <laughs> hammers involved. Oh, here's something. Um, I'm just sitting watching videos on YouTube all day, mm-hmm. and it was just oh, can keeps playing another one after another one after another one. But I was like sitting on my couch half asleep, so I didn't know what I was playing. And at one point, it it's played some time. sort of video about. 12 possible origins for the Joker or some shit. And I was like, oh, mm. fuck, but I'm falling asleep and I'm not really paying attention. Mm-hmm. Until one section where they said that he had... Um, he slashed his face mm-hmm. to give him a Glasgow smile. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of a Glasgow smile before? Yes. I'd never had. <laughs> I don't think it's actually Scottish. I think it's actually American and they right. just... Because I heard words. that and I was like, what the fuck? And then I, see, I was half asleep. And then like another 30 seconds. Went, yeah, two little cuts punching the yeah. stomach. But I, I thought it was called something else though. I've never heard it called a Glasgow Isn't smile. Isn't it also called a Chelsea kiss? It was a Chelsea smile or something. I just went with Chelsea kiss because I feel like that was uh, that was better. Because the, yeah. the, the fingers to the, to the, I don't know. i never heard it called a kiss. You know. I don't know. No, but this is that. And then it, it was like. All the rest of this video, I wasn't paying attention to the content, but every now and again they would just say Glasgow smile, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's annoying, stop it. Mm. Hey Siri. 
What's a Chelsea smile? A Glasgow smile is a wound caused by making a cut from the corners of a victim's mouth up to the ears, leaving a scar in the shape of a smile. I feel I feel sorry for uh, Thingy Flanagan, who they've got a picture of because of his fucked up face. But it didn't even... You oh, said no. Chelsea. Spotify hasn't set that up with me yet. Well, I didn't say that, so can I tap to edit and see what you thought I said? What? Pepper Pig in Spotify? That's madness, <laughs> woman. <laughs> Maybe you said, picture of a fat eight. <laughs> well, maybe I did. What does that mean? Yeah. Here are some images of a fat eight I found on the web. Well, guess what? They're offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking as a fat man, I've never been more upset with... Say, is it going to be a picture of someone whose face is an eight? N- uh, no, it's... Out of uh, ten. It's people, but their body's fat. It's people with a fat eight pack. Ooh. So the word fat's in it, but I'm opening this photo... This man is fat eight. It's like, no, and I'm offended. That thing's a fat on him. Trade description. I will allow this man to be fat eight. That makes slightly more sense. Because he's one of those rare people who have abs that look like almost like a turtle because he's fat underneath. All right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He also looks like like an Oscar Isaacs type. Mm. There you go. Right, let's get on with this because I'm gonna die. Oh shit! I was gonna make a quick coffee. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, no, we've got time for coffee. We've There's time always coffee. time for coffee. Right. Instead of filling for time, because we'll let you recoup. I'll just press stop for now. We'll just record again in a minute. Go. And that saves one edit point. Yeah. Okay. So back in a sec. <sighs> Mums meeting mums on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 not anything like uh, uh, daddy dating or whatever that game was called. <laughs> that game dead on Steam. Daddy dating. I keep meaning to buy it when I have a spare eleven pounds and four gigs of memory. But I um. Daddy dating. Uh, yeah, it's, it's exactly what it's, it's a dating game. It's a dating simulator, but all the characters are daddies. So it's a gay daddy. Oh, so, so it's daddies dating daddies. Yes. You have to build your own daddy and then find daddies to date. <laughs> I'm sure you knew about it. I'm sure the McElroy's pointed this out a while back. I should have missed that one. It's so good. It looks so good. It's so. It just looks so funny. Oh, I... Well, Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Well, I imagine so. Um, when he, when sometimes he... some issues with the controls, but I think that's more to do with the... You? The, the whole... No, but just... <laughs> like, just in general, because if, if... It's the whole... Can the motion control, which they're determined you're going to use? Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to. Well, yeah, that's and, part uh, of the game, apparently. But you, you can do it just with the sort of control pad, but they sort of say, oh, no, but you can... You get these functions, which you can get with the pod, but yeah. So it's getting used to that's a bit of an issue, but yeah, it's not bad at all. And there was a sale on Xbox, so I um, 
I got Dead Rising 4 very cheap. Which is pretty good. It's a Dead Rising 4? Yeah. Frank, uh, Frank West's back. Hmm. I love Dead Rising. And also, in the sale, I said, well, it's Halloween, I'm going to turn myself. Um, it was the new Resident Evil, because I heard it was good. Didn't you say you couldn't play it because it would fill you with shit? Well, yeah, but that's, that's the thing, <laughs> is that I tried playing it. The only time I ever play games now, which is the middle of the night, which is not the best time to play Resident Evil. <laughs> and I kind of went, no, nah, I can't play this right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to die. So, um, yeah, so that was a bit of a failed experiment. So uh -huh. I, was, I could only play it during daylight hours. So, so never. <laughs> Apologies for all the background noise there. I was trying to get comfortable. As you can tell, I've completely changed the oh. angle of our... Uh, 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 our podcast, so I can look at notes and at you, mm. and at the mic. <laughs> Watch me wreck the mic, psych. Mm. Which doesn't make sense, you know. Mm. And and deck, not me. Oh, PJ and Duncan, not mean to go back twenty years. <laughs> Watch me wreck the mic, psych. So you're not gonna wreck the mic? You're no. joking. But you're on the edge of your seat, going, "Oh my god, who's gonna wreck the mic?" Oh. oh, thank God. I thought he was going to throw it to the ground. How were we supposed to hear their angelic voices if they wreck the mic? Ugh. And that siren that won't stop because it goes off of the entire song. Oh, I thought you were hearing something like, what? In real world, no. Yeah. It's another remarkable Sunday where it's sort of quiet outside. They killed all them birds when they changed the traffic lights, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was yesterday. I... Mm. Put the dog out, and she's completely fascinated by the geese flying over at the moment. The yeast. Geese, sorry. Makes Mouth more sense. <laughs> but the the yeast! They were really low yesterday because of how windy it was. And at one point, there was a flock of geese going over, who were flapping their wings faster than I've ever seen geese flap their wings. Mm -hmm. And they were in the sort of flying overhead completely motionless because of how windy it was so i'm just sitting there going those things just aren't moving at all they're just <laughs> sitting there and you could see them just flapping like <laughs> fuck and yeah just completely still in this in this guy and then the sort of wind died down and they started moving again but it was like you could almost hear them kind of panic <laughs> so yeah like, we're fucking not moving we're never going to get to spain yeah is that really? i can't remember I think it's south. I mean, that's, yeah, but I can't be wrong. It's definitely uh, probably on the way if they carry yeah. on going south. Oh, so right. yeah, give me your give me your first one. How, <laughs> Just let's see how you're feeling it. Be soon, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. You didn't really pronounce the word "you" properly. You said "yeah." You're very casual. <clears throat> Try to be a posh, posh British man. Imagine you're not wearing goggles, uh, goggles, glasses. Imagine you're wearing a. a Actually, you know what? Well, steampunk. I take, well, well, I take them off. Well, yeah, I just imagine you're wearing steampunk goggles and a top hat. See, I always had this issue with goggles. They always steamed up on me. Yeah, no, I have to, that's because your uh, your nose, uh, your nostrils are too high and they blow, no. blow underneath. So yeah, just uh, just uh, yeah, imagine you've got like a pith helmet on. Um, Slug off my helmet. You know, a, a pith helmet with one of them fans oh, in. Pith. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're a member of Madness. You know, and they're doing Night Boat to Cairo on oh, Wide Awake Club. Oh dear. <laughs> Tommy Boyd looking on disdainfully. Yeah. Now, uh. now, 
go into your inner self and just say, be seeing you. Be seeing you. Beautiful. <laughs> but it really had no emotion. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see emotion, you said just to see it. No, I gave you all the things to imbibe inside yourself before you said it. And you took uh, none of them on, I can tell. You're an empty vessel. Madness robs me of emotion. <laughs> always have, always will. Fucking sugs. Imagine, uh, okay, imagine you're standing on the white cliffs of Dover with oh, Suggs. Scared of hate. Suggs' heels are over the edge. You push him over the no, edge I, of the white cliffs of Dover and you're... Your kill line. I couldn't go near him because he's too close to the edge. I could not go near the edge, so this is not going to work. Well, okay. (laughs) Then that that needs to inhabit your performance. You're overcoming your fear of heights to kill Suggs. Okay? Do you do that? I'm trying. So you push him over the edge, and uh, you want to sound cool, so you say your phrase, which is... (laughs) Be seeing you. You said it the same! Where's the fear? (laughs) Siri came on. Siri thought I was talking to her. (laughs) It didn't sound like anything like saying Siri. Maybe it did. Be Siri, you. <laughs> Be Siri, you. Well done, Siri. That's what I, I wanted you to do. Uh, you may go to sleep now. Thank you. Be seeing you. <laughs> That's the best one yet. Well- <laughs>